think of his grace and his mercy And oh yeah, how he loves me All I can do is thank him for blessing me He shows me from the hurt and the pain A touch from him and you will never be the same Yes, I gotta thank him for saving me I thank him for my blessings every day that I wake up. We were born into this sin, but he decided to save us. Wasn't grateful for my life, but now I thank him every night. Because without him, I'd be lost. Now the problem has been solved. I remember all the lies and all the times that I disguised. But now his greatness and his mercy was revealed until my eyes. I'm so alive, I rose up from the desert. I cannot help but give him praise. You should come along for the ride. All right, everybody, I want to thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I am your host, Coach Chelsea, and I'm super excited to open up the month of August with just some amazing faith, amazing leadership, servant leadership talk. And of course, we're rimming around what Christ has laid on my heart, practicing the fruit of the spirit in leadership. And so to open that up, I could not have thought of a better person. The Lord couldn't have placed a better person in my path than our servant leader that we have today. We have servant leader, Michael Earhart with us. He is actually the founder of A Taste for the Homeless. I read an article, saw it, and just literally was immediately drawn to this. It was something that I had never seen. It was truly the most action definition of servant leadership. So there was no way that we don't get him on here today, this month, surrounded by the fruit of the spirit, servant leadership for our listeners. Please understand that we'd be coming from Galatians 5, 22 and 23, where it basically says that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith, meekness, temperance, and against such, there is no law. So we're going to go ahead and allow servant leader Mike uh, Earhart to say hello to our listeners, and we're going to get this conversation started. Mike, I thank you for being here today, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, listeners. We appreciate you guys. <laughs> um, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, I was excited when you uh, reached out. I, I'm, I'm still excited. Um, I like explaining and telling the mission. The godly mission, the mission that was brought in by the Lord himself. Um, couldn't have done it without him. Um, but uh, I'm excited. I am too. And so, you know, as I've talked to you about, and of course, naturally setting the tone for the listeners, you know, servant leadership. I tell people often it's a topic that we hear all the time, but it's not demonstrated as much for a person to be able to recognize it. And so one of the things that I feel Christ has led and called me to do is to be able to identify it, um, leads me to those individuals, and then reach out to them so that they can continue to show examples. And one of the things I said that he had laid on my heart is the fruit of the spirit. And when we start with today, where I'm kind of circling this thing around love, right? I take a look at what you're doing. And I just really want you to give just some words to our listeners. One about how in the world did, because I know Christ laid it on your heart, but how in the world did you come up with this amazing mission, right? From God, how love is such an important factor in servant leadership and what that means to you as you work and how we can be better in love as we work. 
Um, you know, I tell a story because the story is just you. You, the story is definitely one hundred percent of God. Uh, birth when I was young, it was um, it was already written. I just um, didn't know I was going to be the person that re received those instructions. Um, the 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 journey is just so unreal uh, to the point where I'm I, I'm amazed every day. Um, I'm I'm still amazed even to this day. You know, being a being a you know I grew up in the projects, um, young baby all the way up to close to the 20s, you know, I got 20 years old, but the vision of me, even with me when I was at that young age, I was always um, a kid in the projects that had the heart to feed my friends um, out to my mom's back door. And back in those days, um, you can knock on a door and say, hey, I would like to, uh, can my mom, my mom said, can um, we borrow uh, a uh, thing of butter or my mom said can we borrow some sugar and so I took advantage of that even when the times when they wasn't around I'll knock on the door six slices of bread or my mom said can uh, we borrow some lunch meat and all along while I was doing that I was actually making meals to feed my friends now and um I never I'll never forget it it's like yesterday it happened. You know, back in the 80s, when that um, powder cocaine, when the powder cocaine actually switched from powder cocaine to uh, crack cocaine, um, it, got, it, 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 got, it got to the point where everyone was uh, just like literally... Um, um, and I hate to talk about it, but it, it took all our parents and everybody became addicted to crack, you know, the, uh, our parents. So we had a lot of people out there that got swept up by them drugs. So it's, it's basically like the kids and the young adults had to take care of themselves, um, which, you know, I had a, a older brother, um, God bless his soul, because he passed away. Um, we, I was the oldest when I had an older brother. Cause I would think brother would take care of us and get us right sure everything was taken care of from day one that I had instructions, but I would just avoid all the instructions that the Lord was giving me because I wanted to fit in. I wanted to fit in with everybody. I wanted to um see what it was like to be a part of everything and in the projects you got to belong to something is he whatever game or whatever drug dealer you got to belong to something so them 80s we, we had that pressure put on us and um i got involved in the games and got involved with drugs and it just all oh, one thing i do know is and i always say i never hurt no one other than me selling drugs and was feeling condemned every time I would sell a drug. But I never killed, I never uh, beat on people, none of, none of that, because all while I was doing the, the gang and the drug selling, I was always praising God on Sunday. 
as a kid. And I wasn't introduced to Christ from no parent or no one. I walked in on the church that was across the street from my house in the project. Just to see what it was like, because I could hear that that gospel music from back in the days. It drove <laughs> yeah, me. In. Yeah. And they got the they got, you know, you get that Mississippi, that old vibe come out that church door. And I just was like, oh my God, I gotta get in there. So I'm a kid, I'm in there. And that's how I found myself uh giving giving myself because I've I probably been baptized about 30 times. <laughs> and I'm just being real. I probably then gave myself to Christ a hundred times because every time I will go into someone's church and it's not nothing wrong with cleansing yourself with the Lord. So every time I will go into someone's church or get invited and they will say, uh, doors of the church is open. I didn't went to the doors. In the meantime, I'm going again. And that's just the way the Lord was bringing me up. And so all while I was growing up, I was always giving. I was always being that person that uh, was a giver to his people. And throughout the years, um, I just kept asking God, what am I doing wrong? What am I? Because after I got into the drug life and, and, the, and the gang situation, and I finally got caught in a situation that I didn't have nothing to do with, but I got caught there. And the Lord told me early that this situation was going to happen and I just didn't miss once all that got taken care of and I asked the Lord to get me out of that I'll never look back again I did that and so all these like all my life I'm all these jobs I'm being a supervisor never never came in as, as the work I always came in as a supervisor and I think the Lord was building me up for the kingdom that I'm kingdom work that I'm doing now which is running a warehouse uh, cherry picking, loading shells, um, getting counts, making sure everything was okay. And it all tied into what I'm doing today, which became what it is from me feeding at a young age all the way to uh, the All Kids Matter Foundation, which switched over to Taste for the Homeless. Now, in the projects, we had this thing where and, and, and I tell the story. We, we did this thing. It was always a myth. Like, I don't know if you ever seen um, the Goonies. Um, the Goonies had found their treasure. And that treasure map, them Goonies, which was a group of kids, would go out and they tried to find that, that, that treasure. We had a thing in the projects where they said it was a thing called a cookie factory. And the cookie factory was a hidden place where... Uh, all the bread company will make their bread, their cookies, their cupcakes and Twinkies. And, and we said um, he knew of a guy, an older guy, who told him about finding the cookie factory. I told myself as a kid, if I could just find that cookie factory, do you know how many people I could feed? And so we found the old guy. He told me to the story and the and these little paths that go through the projects, through the woods, through the water. And so I decided to draw this map at a young age to find this, this place. Never mind you, we would tell our parents that I'm spending the night over uh, Steve's house. 
and for the weekend and we was never there. So Friday I get out of school and I literally told my mom them we all going to Steve's for the weekend. And his mom, yeah, we 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 gone, but his mom was never there either. So once we told him that, okay, we 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 packed up our uh, pillowcases and we followed this map. And we went through as kids, we went through the woods, we went through the water, went through the trails, and we found the cookie factory. And we got in there, we took all of the, the cakes and bread, and they had all type of good food, and we were taking and fill up our pillowcases and take them to feed the projects. Now that really made me know my purpose then. So which led into the good stuff, which is taste for the homeless. So taste for the homeless. Okay, after after we didn't completed all feeding, all throughout the years I'm feeding people. Um, we had a few people that had gardens, planting on gardens in the in the projects. I would take vegetables out the yard and and make little makeshift meals. Like I learned how to make cabbage and greens by taking it out their garden. And so uh, as I'm building up throughout the years, we moved out the project. My grandmother got us out the projects. We living in the uh, 90th in Aberdeen and, and I'm finally growing. And um, I'm still in that era of being this little, think I was a drug dealer type era. And Chicago, we had a thing called Chase with Chicago. And so one of my friends had a car. We drove down to the Chase of Pizza. So we, the people that was in, all, okay, wait a minute. It didn't look right when we walked up. So I'm like, okay, hey, we want to, we about to close. I'm like, okay, can we buy some slices? He's selling us the slice. We got our tickets. The guy said, um, sir, can I have a slice of y'all pizza? I'm hungry. The, the, the guy, which was a Muslim guy, um, he told the man, no. And if you don't get away from this tent, we're going to call the police. I looked at him and I said, uh, sir, you throwing it away in a homeless person's face. Like, you you kidding me, right? I said, well, sir, can I pay for it? And he told me no, or he's still going to call the police. At that very exact moment, the Lord gave me Taste for the Homeless. Taste for the Homeless, If I don't know if you've ever been to Taste of Chicago, but Taste of Chicago is uh, an event we have every year where they have all the top restaurants in the city of Chicago um, in the biggest space in Chicago where you walk around and you taste all of Chicago best food. All of it. I'm talking about from the big drumstick to the pizza to the Italian beefs. We carry so many top brands in Chicago. This place is the biggest in the world. And the Lord gave me taste for the homeless. And I told the homeless guy, he crying, I'm crying. And my guy's looking at me like, why are you crying, man? I'm, I'm looking at them like, do you, do you really understand what's going on? They look all that pizza in that garbage can. And this man's standing here and he could give him a few slices and the man will walk off. So I hugged the guy. He hugged me. And I said, sir, you may not know me now, but you will hear about me later on. I said, the Lord just put in my spirit taste for the homeless. And taste for the homeless is going to be exactly built the same way you walked in here. It's going to have the top restaurants, the top uh, clothing stores, the top uh, Nikes, and everything will be brand new. But you will not have to pay to get in, and it will be 100% free. He's, 
looked at me. He started crying. He said, I'll be looking for you. So I gave him, I gave him the money. And when I gave him the money, he walked off. I walked away, didn't purchase nothing. Then years come now, maybe about five or six years now, um, the Lord wanted me to go and start feeding the less fortunate. So I told my wife, which is my childhood friend, we grew up as kids in the projects, and we used to always wave at each other, and, and I, I'm blushing and taking off running. Never in a million years would think I will marry my best friend. And so we got married. It's eight years now, nine years together. I told my wife that the Lord wanted me to go out and start feeding the, the less fortunate. She said, okay, let's do this. So we started off with sandwiches and we start um, just going around one, maybe once a week and, and just pass out sandwiches. But then the Lord come back and said, hey, I didn't tell y'all to do sandwiches. Um, I want you to feed them what you would eat. So we switched from sandwiches to me going in the kitchen, cooking hot meals uh, from scratch. So we taking out uh, hot meals on the weekend uh, Sunday, we got this thing called Soul Food Sunday. And then the Lord said, um, I need you full time. And I told the wife and she, thank God I'm blessed with the wife that understands not only me, but the Lord. And her relationship is so strong with the Lord. And so she gave me a hug and, and we decided, okay, this is it. So I stepped out on faith with my job. I was going to quit it early. And then the Lord said, no, I'll let you know. Finally, he released me from my job. And it's been like 15 years. And I went hard every day for the Lord, seven days a week. Now we, we service seven days a week, every single day. We service the city of Chicago all over from east, north, west, south. And also we, we go to different states. And so what ended up happening was after I told the wife, we, 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 we named it All Kids Matter in the beginning because what people didn't realize what All Kids Matter was is we know if you hear All Kids Matter, yeah, all the kids do matter. But what it meant was the kid that's inside of us as an adult, we always come back to wanting to be a kid. We all also like to steal rag, go-karts and bites and all type of different things. So we named it All Kids Matter. Um, then the Lord told me to release to my wife about Taste for the Homeless. So I told her the story and we changed the name. We went, we still own the rights to uh, All Kids Matter Foundation, which we still uh, do to this day with the kids. We, we do different concerts and different things like that and feed the kids and different things. But we are officially Taste for the Homeless which is the biggest thing in Chicago. We set it up just like Taste of Chicago and we bust in all of the shelters, all of the bridges, all over the woods. We bust all the homeless in from all over the city, suburbs. We bust them in. We have the biggest park in Chicago. We set it up like you at a, the biggest fest in the world and the buses arrive, which they would arrive at the entrance and we would cheer them in and they get to go in that field and shop and get their neck, nails done, their back massages, toes done, hair done, teeth clean, um, anything that they need and want in life, we have it there that day. Job assistant, everything is there. 
and they can shop and they can take much as they want. Like the respectful thing about it is they don't overdo it. They get they get things that they want and they go shopping and we got the best shopping bags, the best companies and they go, we, we, we size them up on their feet. We put new Jordans on their feet because um, when I was a kid growing up, I wanted a pair of Jordans, never could get them. Um, toys, I could never get toys. Uh, growing up you know I, I always wanted toys but due to the drug activity there was it, it most of the toys would come up missing we never seen them my mom did her best my mom was the bomb she did everything she was she was the the mom but the drugs kind of took over and she did her best my mom I can't never say my mom didn't do her best fighting against that drug so um I never really got to really get the toys that I wanted and so now we live by that. We give the best toys. We always have a toy land inside of our, um, our giveaway because I believe toys bring smiles to kids' face even when you're going through the worst. And I believe that them toys will put that smile, them new shoes, them new. Remember when you first got your first pair of shoes or your first pair of pants? And yes, your come on now, you know what it did to you when you got it? Yeah. Do you know what it did? Like it brought, it brought, the happiness, it brought the joy, it brought everything out of inside of you. So I live by that today. You deserve the best. I don't care what you're doing, what kind of drugs you on, what kind of alcohol you drink. That's not up to me. The Lord said, serve that people in spite of all things. And we served our people. Me and my wife, we served our people. And, you know, we, we are so... Uh, blessed that the Lord trusting us to do this. Um, we we live by his rules. We live by his sayings and his teachings. Whatever he asks us to do by day by day, we do it. We go out, we sacrifice, um, and we do what we need to do to keep him happy. Anything like I I can it can we do late nights. I would go out when people don't know it and I would do my rounds um it's amazing i love it um i have the first i have the first um shower buzz i also have the um homeless food truck um oh man it's amazing i have it is we gutted the bus out and it was donated to me and we created the showers and the flat screen and we we created so much like I will let you get in and you can watch TV and go in there and take you a shower, throw off the old linen you got on, go in the in the closet and pick new shoes and new clothes and new everything. So that's that's exactly what we do. You know. More than ever, ministries need an easy way to track and do all the things, whether it's online giving texting your people, tracking your funds, scheduling volunteers, building a website, and a million other things. Church Track is one church management software that does all the things your ministry needs. It's simple to use, has powerful features, and it's the most affordable. Over 10,000 ministries across the world trust Church Track. Are you using another church software? ChurchTrack makes it really easy to switch and move over your data. 
They don't have any setup fees and you can have them import your data for free, even on your trial. Start your free 30-day trial of Church Track and see why so many other ministries have already made the switch. Go to churchtrac.com or just click the link in the show notes, Church Track, your all-in-one church management software. And so, yeah. That's amazing, Michael. Oh, yeah. So we, we, like I said, we, um, we do, we do, we do a lot. Like we, you, it, it's not like I can, I can go on and on. Like literally I can go on and on about so much that we sacrifice daily every day to make things right for the people. You know, we, we sacrifice so much in life that we don't worry about we don't worry about what's going to happen to us. We only worry about how we can do better for his people. Because we know, we know that we're going to be okay. You know, we know, we are, we know that uh, our bills and everything will be paid. You know, so we, You know, and my thing about that is um, everyone has instructions. I don't believe there's no one on this earth that doesn't have instructions. And and I truly believe you'll be in a better place if you follow the Lord and you receive your instructions and you and you take care of those instructions. And the best is yet to come in your life. I, I really believe that. And I believe that we can't do it alone. We cannot do it alone. And I really think, like I always tell everybody this story. And I don't know, they laugh some. You know, when they say, and I say this every day when I'm out there. You, you know in the Bible where it says, give us this day our daily bread? Yes, come on. Now, I'm, I'm real strict with this. When the Lord said, give us this day our daily bread, he didn't mean that bread was just for your family. That bread is not just for your family. That loaf of bread can feed thousands. Come on. Share the bread. You know, share the bread. The bridge, that bread, that bread belongs to all of God's people. And I personally, and I'm just being so honest, I'm personally, I just don't know. Like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what the Lord is doing with me, but I could, you could trust. I'm not going to come off of this. I'm not going to um, let no weapon formed against me should prosper. Um, I'm not going to let uh, the devil step in and say, hey, you you a fool for doing this. I'm not going to let someone tell me that uh, you you can't do this. You know, you you are doing something wrong. I'm I'm just I'm just not and I have a lot more work to do
I had a lot, I have a lot of work to do and my doors are always open. Um, the Lord didn't tell me that the world was going to be calling on me. And I ran from a lot of people trying to interview me and put me on TV shows. I ran away. I ran away. And then the Lord said, no, I need you to tell your story. I need, I need you to touch someone's life with this story because that story is going to give that person a chance to get out and do the same. And I'm, 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 I, I'm just, I, I know I'm one of God's child. I know my wife is. I know, I know. I said that um, when when the Lord had everybody at that table, I'm one of them person that's at that table. I'm one of His disciples. And I always tell everybody, and they, oh, you may be crazy. No, I'm not. I'm not from here. I'm with. I'm with the Lord. I'm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be right. I'm trying to live right. Me and my wife want to live right, and we stay away from negative. We stay away from the backbiting. We stay away from the talking. We don't do the bashing. We don't do none of that. We just give from the heart. We love and give from the heart. Everything we have on our back. Everything we have in our refrigerator, everything we have in our bank account, it's times you wouldn't even know we can't pay our bills. We never worry about it. We never worry about it because I'm telling you, the Lord will come when you least expect it. Come on here. And, yeah, and then you think one thing else you got to remember. Didn't he do it before? Come on. And if he did come it before, on. he'll do it. Come on now. Now let's really have church in here. He did it before. He did it before. Ain't no time to get scared now. If he didn't did it before and he paid your rent and paid your bills and got you covered and you ain't have to never pay him back, he's going to do it again and again. All you got to do is say, thank you, Jesus. The Lord said, ask, and you shall receive. Lord, I ask every day, Lord, make a way for me to feed your people. I got it right now out there where it says, and I post it every day. Everything I got right now, the Lord has provided. I said, Lord, I said, Lord, you said asking and you shall receive. Lord, I need a million dollars. You see what I'm doing right now? I'm changing the world with, with all that you gave me. I'm going to continue to change the world. I'm going to help your people like never before. My track record shows it. The, everything that I show you shows it. I drive to people's house. I don't care where if you live in Cancun. If you down and out living somewhere you don't want to be, I'm coming. I am coming. And I want them to know I love you in spite of anything you're going through in your life. All you got to do is repent whatever you done done. Lord, forgive me for for my sins. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. But please, Lord, don't leave me out here like this. Just ask. Can't no person on this earth save you but yourself. I'm going to say it again. There's no person out here can save you but yourself. 
I can pray for you, but I can't save you. I can't save you. Save yourself before it's too late. Save yourself. If if the Lord will write me a check for a million dollars, he's not going to ask for it back. But if I ask you for that check, you want it back. You want it on time with interest. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but the Lord don't want no interest. I don't have to get called every day, where's my money? I tell that to everybody. He don't write a check that bounce. Come he on don't here. write a check that bounce. He don't write bounce checks. But if you go to Sinead, guess what? That check didn't bounce. Not only that, she sent the friends to jump you because I want my money back. That's what, who I want to belong to. The Lord, then my beautiful wife, and our kids. That's where I'm at. So you can call me like my, a lot of people. Oh, you act like you holy than thou. Guess what? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Holy and filled with the Holy Ghost. And you just mad because you, you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I don't need no fancy cars or none of that. I don't want that stuff. I don't want the problems to come with it. I don't need material stuff to make me. But I know I got something that you may not have. And that's the love of Christ. The love of Christ. So I love you. I love everybody. I love I love the world. I love what we in the people in this world. I pray for the 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 the, the uh, bind of negative spirits, the people that's the demonic spirits, I bind those people in the pits of hell because you're going to belong there. I'm not coming with you. Now you can. It's still time to save yourself because when the time comes and he arrives, are you right with Christ? Because I already know I got a double condo in heaven. Come on here. What about <laughs> yes? <laughs> you know your real estate already, huh? <laughs> I got. I got real estate, not, not real estate, real estate. So I already know what wife that. Because when I say a praying wife, a praying wife that prays over me, I hear in my dreams. I'm asleep out here. I feel my wife got a little, a little sick from, um, you know how we go, we go into deep freezers and stuff, pick up meat, and, and you jump out of the 90 degree weather, your body. You kind of breaking up, Mike. Did you get in a bad spot? Can you hear me? My wife was so feeling so sad uh, that she just laid doing a uh, paperwork for takes for the homeless. And she, the devil is the life. Can you hear me now? Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, oh, look at the devil. Okay, so like the devil thought he had my wife that day. 
Oh, no, you didn't. Ask my wife what I did. I put my hand on my wife's forehead and start praying like never before. And the next morning she woke up migraine free. Come on here. Migraine free. So, so that's, that's Michael Earhart, Pamela Earhart. That's taste for the home. That's taste for the home. Mike, I love it, man. It is just amazing because when I sit here and I think about one, like I said, when I first saw your mission, it had love all around. I mean, you don't, you said, I mean, I've, I've definitely heard of Taste of Chicago. I have not been, but of course, you know, smaller cities and other cities, they do a play on and I love food. So I'm down here in Tallahassee and I've been to our play on yeah. of Tallahassee and but what you create, right? You can only operate out of love by what you do. And it's just like what you said, like there was no way that day where you saw that homeless man asking for food and he was rejected. That was nothing but love in your heart to move and hear God tell you that this is what you need to do. And when I'm looking at your mission, when I'm looking on the website, when I'm paying attention and seeing these pictures and the joy that you put on individuals' faces, when they wake up, they don't know where their meal is, their next meal is coming from. Yet here you are, not worrying about you, not worrying about any money that's coming in for you. You are giving of yourself as a servant leader and as operating in love. It made me think about Matthew um, in Matthew 25 and 35, where it says, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me in. And every day you provide that food, that drink. You don't know these individuals. They're strangers. Yet you welcome them in every single day to ensure, like you said, it's not about the money that's in me and my wife's account. I know God will provide. And he'll provide or write a check that won't bounce. I'm using that, Mike. I took that down. I'm just letting you know. I'll quote you, but I'm using that. But you can operate out of love. And every day when I'm watching that, as I was reading up on you and paying attention to what you do, that is just love in action. That's not love that talks. That's love that walks. And that that truly is the staple when Christ asks us to have that fruit of the spirit and love. Man, you exhibit that every day. Can you hear me, Mike? You there still? I'm trying to see if you can hear me because I got, there are two questions that I got to give you uh, before we close out as I welcome you in so I don't make sure your connection is good because we got to make sure we enshrine you in. Can you hear me okay, Michael? I don't know if your correct uh, connection went out, uh, but as we kind of getting you back in, uh, for those that are listening, we open up tonight um, with the month of the fruit of the spirit, talking about love. Uh, we have Michael Earhart here, uh, founder of the Taste for the Homeless, um, who truly just gives of himself, he and his wife and other members of the mission to feed the homeless, right? He goes, he doesn't ask for anything, 
he wants them to have meals and all around Chicago and in various places providing meals. And just like Christ tells us that we have to be able to spiritually walk with the fruit of the spirit. He truly does exhibit love in everything that he does. So I want you to definitely look up Taste for the Homeless. Um, if you Google it, you will find his website. He's also on social media on Facebook and Twitter. Not sure if his connection will allow him to come back in because he actually was on a mission as, as he was speaking, he was working. Um, but it is an amazing venture in Chicago. If you can find it in your heart, you're in that area or you're looking for a mission to give to Taste for the Homeless in Chicago, uh, Michael Earhart is such an amazing venture. Again, August is definitely gonna be talking about the fruit of the spirit in servant leadership, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. So make sure that you're reading up on that. Make sure you're ready for that. Uh, I think we're gonna go ahead and close out um, so that Michael can tend to, uh, you know, the Lord's business as he said. But just remember guys that we'll be back here on Wednesday. Uh, we have a, such an amazing minister that's gonna come all the way. He'll be speaking from Nigeria with us and he will bring us joy. He will bring a message of joy. So I thank you guys for listening so much. Before we go, we will always close out and cover in prayer. So Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you right now for what we've seen and what we've heard. I ask right now, Lord God, that you just lift up Michael, lift up his wife, lift up the mission, Lord God. I thank him for having a willing spirit, Lord God, that even in the midst of needing this schedule and having this schedule, there is a greater need for others to have meals when they don't know where their next meal is coming from. So we thank you for just his ability to get up and go. We thank you and ask that you give him strength as he continues to do your work. As we continue to operate, help us to operate in love, Lord God. Help us to be able to decrease as you increase. But most of all, I ask, Lord God, that you help us, Lord God, to remember that we can just be light so that those that may not know you can find you. In your son Jesus' name, we'll always pray. Amen.